welcome to What You Read and Do podcast. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's like a book club, but we all bring something different. We're your hosts, Jamie, Lauren, and Lisa. Masters of everything, speakers on everything. <laughs> Go with it. Yep. We cover it all, apparently, um, except only the things that we care about. You know, like books, TV, podcasts, current events. You get the picture. We tell you what to check out and what to skip. And we talk about deep things, too. So uh-huh. Welcome to the party. Disclaimer, we think we know everything, but we don't really. <laughs> yep, we yep. change our minds all the time. <laughs> so let's get into go. it. got a BYO. Bring your own Woo. fun today. Bring yeah. your own puppy. Bring your own. Oh, I think I did the wrong assignment. Can I bring a puppy next time? Yeah, you can have mine. <laughs> Welcome to keep her for like a week. Yeah, I'll pet it. Like it. That's fine. <laughs> Jamie's doesn't even leave it's town. Fine. She just drops Mushka <laughs> off for a week. Good luck, guys. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we, we did it, it with another puppy. We'd be yeah. fine. It would be fun. <laughs> it would be fun. Teddy would love it. We would manage it. Yeah. It might not be as crazy as last time. Like, I felt like because she's so much younger than him, like, there's still yeah. energy. But the last time, the two, like, they were a year apart in age. I don't know. It just felt like they were constantly, like, at each other's neck. and They had similar energy levels. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah Mush but still Mushka needs to sleep, like, 16 hours a day. So The last puppy didn't. Yeah. Or just ignored it. <laughs> yeah. No, they both ignored their sleep necessity. <laughs> and then Teddy slept for, like, two days when she was gone. <laughs> yeah. didn't do anything. But, you know, drop her off anytime. We yeah. can do it. Oh, my gosh, you all. We're doing a BYO episode. It feels like it's been so long. I know. <laughs> Five years. It's like, how do I even set up for a podcast these days? I, know. <laughs> I had to, like, find where I put all my stuff. Because apparently it didn't put it back where it's supposed to go. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. It hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been yeah. a trillion years. Well, and our dearest Lauren <laughs> got the Rona, Aww. and so that <laughs> definitely I put know. a twist in things. Womp womp. Yeah. Like, talk about, you know, like, whenever I think about 2019, I think of, like, the before times. And, like, yeah. like the, the before times. And now it's, like, since I had COVID last week, I think about, like, Memorial Day weekend as the before times. <laughs> <laughs> Like before and after I got COVID, it's crazy. Damn, yeah, that's perspective. It it really it is. changes yeah. everything. It does. And Jamie, you you had it a long time ago. Long time like, ago. Now this is my first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> <COVID>. <laughs> Just now getting it, but yeah, it's weird because it's like finally you're experiencing something that so many people have and also a lot of people still haven't and you're like i don't know i just feel like a changed human now <laughs> yeah. you could say so, you survived it definitely I and survived. there are so many like obviously what i had was not as bad as what so many people had especially the early covid times but mm. i feel like 
I just understand so much better like what people have talked about with like the COVID fatigue and the COVID brain oh, and the worst. Just like the cycles of symptoms and it's a roller coaster. Anyway. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you don't really understand it until you go through it. And obviously everyone's experience is so different. Yeah. Which definitely adds to it, you know. You don't know what you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And it feels like we know so many people who are going through it right now, at least out here. Yeah. Updates. I survived the COVID. I'm out of quarantine. It's all very exciting. (laughs) Had some fun times in isolation. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Honestly, though, like. COVID is a hard time just in general, but I think the hardest part is just being isolated for yeah that amount of time. Mm. And, like, yeah, when you have, like, a roommate or, like, family members or something that you're trying to not pass it to, it's, like, not only am I sick, but I also have to be alone. <laughs> and I can't even yeah, leave my room. It's tough. It's so tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I thought this week instead of going like deep diving into one thing, I just kind of share all the things Please. I occupied myself <laughs> with. Please. COVID so, corner <laughs> <laughs> updates from COVID corner. Mm-hmm. I titled this. I like made a notes app. So forgive me. I like wrote all this stuff down last week when I was in the the middle of COVID time. Yeah. So the, <laughs> my notes may not make sense to me now. <laughs> live reading i titled the notes app watched read done (laughs) love it so there's a section of things i watched a section of things i read which is only one thing apparently (laughs) it was only like five or six days i think that's totally okay this is true this is and you were sick it wasn't like you had like the full 24 hours i know and i'll get into that but And then the last section is, like, other random things I did in quarantine. (laughs) So, I'll start with things I watched. Mm -hmm. So, on the first day, I was diagnosed, tested positive. I texted you two lovely ladies and was (laughs) like, I need a list of things to watch because... As you may or may not know, I don't watch a lot of TV. I generally don't know, like, what's even out there. So when I'm, like, looking for a TV show, I'm just, like, scrolling and scrolling. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Yeah. So you guys put together an incredible list of things to watch, which I feel like I'm going to reference for a very long time (laughs) to come. I, like, pinned it in my notes app to the top. So I just and I it's mean, got the like check mark bubbles on it. Nice. So <laughs> it's great. I can also add to it myself, which is nice. So yeah. I love it. Right. If you listen to our summer episode, I mentioned wanting to watch Conversations with Friends. That has come out now, and I watched it on Hulu the whole season in a couple days. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. It's definitely. If you watched, I'm going to forget the name of the Normal People. Normal People. people, If you watch Normal People, it's a very similar vibe. It's, like, not necessarily, like, a happy love story. It, like, follows 
a couple and a friend. Yeah, it's just like some difficult relationship stuff. But the reason why I like this one and the reason I liked normal people is it just feels like normal shit you deal with when you're like in your 20s and like mm-hmm. navigating mm-hmm. love relationships. And it's not always like a happy ending or whatever. Okay. Set in ireland and the landscapes are really beautiful it's kind of like darker themes but i really enjoyed it i wrote a note that said full drama no com so it's not no camarama no camarama it is just drama also the music i don't know everything is just it's really well done it's really beautiful but if you're looking for a comedy that don't watch that <laughs> good to know yeah Heartstopper I watched is on Netflix. Heartstopper is so cute. It's a rom-com, I think. Yeah. It's set, yeah, it's like a high school rom-com, super cute, in the, set in the UK about this boy who's gay and is, like, navigating high school and, like, has a crush on this other guy who he's not sure, like... Everyone says he's straight. I don't know. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. so adorable. There are like these, all these cute like little graphics that like yes. pop up, and I don't know. I just my little middle school heart was like loving it. I know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's so, it's so well cute. done. It's so cute. yeah. I checked out. Holy moly, because that was when <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Jamie added it to the list. It's like. Please I remember what Jamie put on the. It was like, holy moly, it's like putt putt but extreme or something. And I was <laughs> oh like, uh, need to check this out. Yes, holy moly. Uh, I feel like that was the first <laughs> yes! show you watched. Look, it is I think great. it was. Yeah. It was. You were and like I was perfect. Telling, yeah, I was like, this is insane. It's like Wipeout and Putt Putt together. Yes. Um, oh my god, it's amazing. It's crazy. Also, it was perfect for, like, the early days of COVID when I was just, like, super tired, super sick. Just, like, I turned it on, fell asleep, woke up, didn't miss a beat. Like, you don't (laughs) – not a lot of brain power is required. There's no storyline to follow. It's just, like, watching shit happen. They're playing putt-putt and getting wiped out by giant, (laughs) you know, popcorns. (laughs) Must crazy. Watch. And it is awesome. The same guys host it who do wipe out, I believe. So yeah, it's like, it's Rob Rakel and whoever the other sports guy is. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, <laughs> I, I if you're looking for something just really stupid to watch, look, like yes. while you're drinking a beer and eating pizza, like it's, it's perfect. Give it a go. It's perfect. Yeah. And then the last one I'll mention is the Try Guys Eat the Menu series. Yeah. <laughs> oh! This is what Lisa and I were just watching right before this episode. Shout out to the Try Guys. I love them. It's mm-hmm. one of the... I'm not like a big YouTube person, but it's like the only channel I really follow. I don't know. I just really like their, the content they put out. But They're Keith, great. one of the Try Guys, does this Eat the Menu series where he'll go to different restaurants and eat a bite of everything they offer. And... I've always loved this series, but for whatever reason yeah. in COVID, I was, like, just wanting to rewatch all of them. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like, it's comforting. Again, it doesn't, like, take a lot of brain power. It also really made me crave all these, like, fast food places. <laughs> I was just saying, I think I've seen this before. Did they do an Olive Garden one? 
Yeah. Okay. That's I think one I've of seen the most popular. <laughs> yeah. And like, I haven't eaten at any of these chains in a super long time. Yeah. I, I watched the Olive Garden one and I'm like, I need to go to Olive Garden immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always funny, the stuff he finds like really disgusting. And then the other things he's like that was really great i was so surprised that olive garden has amazing like cheesecake or whatever (laughs) yeah like Like, you wouldn't have known had he not put that so random yeah Yeah. and so the one we watched tonight was the domino's one oh very good it was good good. yeah and lisa's a domino's stance really (laughs) interesting i felt you know there were some things i'm like yeah he's right like the chicken wings and chicken but section also, did not like, go well. But why are you going to a pizza place for chicken? Exactly. You know? Exactly. It was funny. He he said that one of his favorites was the pasta, and I'm like, damn, I've never thought about getting pasta at Domino's. But maybe I'll try <laughs> never it. Never crossed my mind. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I just all, love it. <laughs> yeah, and also like I love Keith's presence. I guess his screen yeah. presence—it's like a warm hug, and he's. He's yeah. funny, you know, so I get it. If I were sick, I'd be like, just put him on in the background. It's great. Yeah. And on their channel, they have like subgroupings of like the different kinds of shows they've done. And oh, they cool. have like a folder of eat the menus. So I was just like going through that. I've yes. even some of them I'm, I've seen multiple, multiple times, but it just is like. It's just funny, and it's some of the early ones before they like got their like rhythm down, you can tell, like they did Pizza Hut several years ago, and it was just like a shit show. Like pizza was showing up late, like they weren't getting the right orders, <laughs> and and sometimes they would go like the very early ones. He went to Taco Bell, I think, and like just went up to the register and ordered like one of everything. And they've like realized that that is just not the way to do it. <laughs> Interesting. Not only is like the food towards the end that he's eating like been sitting around for hours, yeah. but it doesn't work well for the people working there. Like customers behind him in line are getting really upset. Oh, <laughs> so I think you can tell in more recent episodes they've been working with the restaurants more to like prepare, <laughs> do like phasing yeah. and having yeah. like producers go and get like just a couple things at a time. I don't know. Anyway, that's, smart. that's okay. Yeah, that's more than I meant to talk about. <laughs> no, I love it. But <laughs> I just really love it. So good. I really love it. And it just so happened that a new one came out today. Oh, was that the Domino's one? Yeah. Gotcha. Hot I really take. want him <laughs> to do Papa John's because I'm a Papa John's stan. I am a Papa I know John's that he would fan. hate it. I yeah. know he would hate it <laughs> yeah, so for much. Sure. But <laughs> I love it. <laughs> He's done other ones where he goes around like he did a wings one. So we went to all these like fast food wings places like he got wings from Domino's and Papa John's. Also like B-dubs and more like well-known wings places and like rated them all. And that That's was cool. really interesting. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He, sent so- he did like a chicken sandwich one like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Now we can move on to the reading section. <laughs> Big old reading section. Okay. <laughs> What'd you read? I finished one book. I had already started it. It's called, well, I already talked about it, Beach Read by Emily Henry. Yeah. I talked about Emily Henry when I talked about people you meet on vacation in a previous episode. This is her newest one. I really enjoyed it, but not as much as people you meet on vacation. Okay. Um, the story didn't captivate me like the other one did, but okay. I- 
like by the end I was like yeah I like that story you know like sometimes the first half of the story you're like this is a little boring yeah. but then you get to the end and you're like mm-hmm. oh I kind of liked it like, you know. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> worth the ride <laughs> it, was, it was worth the ride yeah I like the way they like s- she summed it up in the end and then I read that author's afterward and she was talking about how she wrote this book so the premise is that it's a someone who works like with authors like represents the author like for editors publicist agent yeah an agent uh, yeah okay. an author's okay. agent yeah like she agent? she's the main character okay and there's this other editor and they're both from new york and they're both kind of that like workaholic vibe mm. and Obviously, they end up getting together in the end through many a wild ride. The premise of the story, she explained, is that she's really curious about the Miranda Priestley-type character, like, from Devil's Wears Prada. Like, the woman who's, like, kind of the workaholic who, like, in typical love stories, someone would leave this character and find their true love. Yeah. She's like, I'm really interested in this other character who's like the New York hustler character. Like, when do they find love? Like, what is their story all about? If they're like constantly the ones that are getting like left because they don't have time for, you know, Mm. a relationship or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I liked that. Like, once I understood the point of the story, I was like, yeah, I like this vibe. I'm here for that. So the last section is other random things I did while I had COVID, while I was stuck (laughs) in my bedroom for Mm -hmm. six days. And then even after I left my bedroom, I still had to be in my bedroom, basically. Mm. Anyway, (laughs) I picked up a new hobby, embroidery, which is super fun. I just so happened to order an embroidery kit because I was like, this sounds like a fun hobby that I want to learn how to do. So I ordered a kit <laughs> from Jenny Lemons. Pre-COVID. Um, this was total yes, happenstance. Like a, <laughs> like a month ago, I ordered it and it was delivered while I was on vacation. And then I came back and, you know, whatever, I was busy. And I was like, well, I guess I don't really have time to sit down and yeah. figure this out. It's like, you know, I'm busy doing things. And then I got COVID and I was like, perfect. And I <laughs> opened my kit up. I didn't even open it. I was just like... <laughs> whatever I'll deal with this later (laughs) I opened it up and I was like perfect and it was really fun I don't know if it's a hobby that I'll like really get into like you know kind of master but it was fun for one time and maybe I'll do more of it we'll see okay um but it was really nice because a lot of what I experienced in COVID was like just being really fatigued and exhausted and and obviously couldn't really go anywhere but like, my brain was kind of, like, ready to do something or, like, you know, I was feeling kind of anxious or fidgety, but, like, too exhausted to, like, do a workout or, yeah, like, sew something. Or I don't know. I, like, was, like, laying in bed but, like, <laughs> feeling anxious. So it was kind of perfect to, like, keep my hands occupied hmm. while watching a TV show or something. Some other things I did were check out the bar classes on the Peloton app because they're pretty low impact. Not They don't like require a lot of energy, but yeah. it was nice to have something to like move my body and not feel like I was just laying in bed for days <laughs> on end. I had recess time. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so it just so happened that our upstairs neighbor slash friend Becky got COVID at the same time. 
and it was really helpful to have something to look forward to every day and be like, okay, we're going to like go sit outside with a LaCroix for an hour <laughs> at 5 p.m. <laughs> it's, it's just so nice to have outdoor space, but it was really nice to have something to look forward to. I was able to work a little bit, which was helpful. Yeah, I was telling someone I was like super ready. So I got sick on a Friday and then by Monday... I was ready to show up to work because I was like, I just need something to do. I'm like so bored. Um, yep. And so working <laughs> was kind of really nice. And it's kind of crazy that we can work from home and that brings baggage and whatever, blah, 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 being available all the time. But also mm -hmm. it's kind of nice that I didn't have to take any time off and I could yeah. still do work while I was sick. That's, really That's awesome. Um, and then I also wrote down that I paced a lot. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. That you what? Paced? I paced around a lot. Oh, paced. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like paste, like like glue. Me and too. I was like, you glued a lot of well, things? I was like, too, but look at it. Oh, walking. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. Makes yeah, a lot I don't sense. know. It's just like, really yeah. I mean, what else could you do? <laughs> I know, just like feeling so restless. Yeah, but I get yeah. that. Anyway, that was my experience. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, if Thank anyone God it's gets over. sick, just, yeah, maybe this will be helpful to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I had big ambitions on things I, like, wanted to get done. And then I was like, but you're sick and you are tired and there's just not a ton you can do. So, yeah, yeah. it's something. It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Anyway, moving but. on from COVID. Like <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have any, like, prepared notes but i just yeah. googled heartstopper and when i scrolled down a little bit some of the little flowers from the show came shooting out the side of the web page like just on google it was really cute, cute. Oh. well right, oh my god i don't i don't think that you heard anything of what i said jamie about heartstopper no i didn't so not. part of the not only is it like a really cute high school uk drama with like this really sweet boy who's gay in high school and he's got like this new crush in the beginning mm -hmm. of the season and then I like follows him but they're they're all these cute like little like flowers that show up or like little heart like on the screen like oh um, yeah so like little hearts or like little I don't know like little fireworks doodles? or something yeah, yeah, little, yeah doodles. little doodles yeah it's so cute it's so cute <laughs> uh well, yeah, I know okay. we, I know Lauren like gave like a brief intro, and I'm just gonna give a slightly less brief intro. <laughs> no, yeah. give yeah. us, yeah, give us yeah. the the rundown. Okay, so Heartstopper is a mini series, I believe. It's on Netflix. It's based on, I think, a graphic novel series, which Ooh. I just learned oh. like 15 seconds I ago. Did. Which, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. That makes Me a lot either. of sense. Right? It totally makes sense. And the author is Alice Oseman. So it's this limited series on Netflix, or at least there's only a season one. It just came out. And like Lauren mentioned, it's a show that takes place in the UK. And it's a high school kind of rom-com, a coming-of-age romance. And it's a queer love story. And it's so cute and wonderful it is honestly maybe one of my favorite high school love story romances mm -hmm. i've ever oh watched or read 
yeah, to, I guess, set the scene. Okay, so we have the main character, Charlie. Yes. Um, Charlie. And so he, he's been out for a while. He's gay. That's public knowledge for a number of years. And you enter the scene. I think he's in year 10. And so like a 10th grader, um, <laughs> you know, they set the scene with, um, you know, he's a high schooler that is really smart and really fast at running. Got some things going for him. I think he's in the Bantu. He plays drums. And he's just like a really sweet kid. But he's kind of seeing this guy on the side. But it's like very hush hush. Like it's all text conversations like meet me at the library. And then uh, like from the other guy. The other guy is always kind of dictating when they're going to be meeting. Ah, I and see. it's, it, you know, it's yeah. like that one sided. And it's always like in rooms where nobody is it's yeah. very hush hush and uh, it's really degrading you know and uh he'll like bail on him and he's kind of mean to charlie like he said hi charlie said hi to him in the hallway once and he was uh -oh. just like why would you talk to me i don't know you like it was so rude <gasps> and dude yeah and like so charlie's getting kind of fed up with this and then he ends up seeing this guy in public with i think a girlfriend and so they end up, he he decides he doesn't want to see this guy anymore, rightfully so. And the guy doesn't take that well. He's just like, he uh, yeah, he like throws a bunch of bullshit at his, in his face, yeah. you know, and he's like. Classic manipulator. Yes, yeah. manipulating him so much and kind of turning it around like, you know, this dude's the victim and like uh, just all these things. And he, and then he tries to like force himself on Charlie. Anyway, so. This guy, Nick, that is a year ahead of him, but is now in his the equivalent of, I think, homeroom um, I together. Think so. Okay. Yeah. He kind of saves him in a way from that situation getting rough. So, Nick and Charlie's relationship is like really platonic at first, but Charlie, you can tell Charlie definitely has a crush on him, but he, yeah. he doesn't really know what his sexual orientation is. And a lot of his friends are like, He's straight. Don't even like mm. don't waste your time, yeah. you know, but they sit next to each other and I'm going to call it homeroom. Okay. Um, and then Charlie ends up joining the rugby team, which Nick is like the star of. Nick like sees him running one day yeah. and is like, you're really fast. You should you're join so the team. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> and so they they're like building this friendship. And it's so it is like how you want love to start where, yeah. you know, his friends are telling him like, don't pursue this and he's like okay I hear you but I'm still just feeling this thing with this guy and yeah. and it just feels really natural where like no one is trying to push anything they're not like trying to jump the gun it's just this friendship that really grows to be more and so then on the other side you know you have Nick that as far as he knows in the beginning, I, I think he's maybe never questioned it and just went off of the assumption that, you know, I liked a girl when I was a little bit younger than now. So I'm straight. Oh, and okay. as he's spending time with Charlie, he's like, maybe like yeah. maybe I'm no, not. And so, yeah, so he's oh. going on his own questioning journey of like, Am I gay? Am I bi? I, I don't know. And it's such a beautiful contrast. Um, they, they really show the transparency that Nick has with Charlie as he's 
questioning and working through things. And it's such, I actually love that they started off with the kind of manipulative relationship in contrast to this very real scenario where it's like, I feel something here, but I actually, I don't know what I am yet. And so I'm not trying to hide this. I just don't know what I'm, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. And so, and you just see time and time again, there are these different events that happen. Like maybe it's a party or running into someone like, or choosing to go on a date. You know, you're seeing these instances where I think rom-coms in the past or romance, high school romances in the past would have overly dramatized the whole thing and made it mm-hmm. just ridiculous. And <laughs> and they they just shoot that down. They just, they talk about it. And it's just incredibly healthy and so sweet. And like Lauren said, one way that they graphically show the emotions and how the contrast in some of those emotions is through that little graphic like doodling in it. And it feels so natural. I I wish more movies had that. (laughs) So sweet. I loved it so much. It's so cute. And each episode is kind of like a chapter of different phases of this story okay and what is this on again Uh, netflix Netflix. yeah i also loved charlie's little friend group that were like like you could just tell they were like his friends from like childhood or something like they grew up together it was just it was really sweet and like even though some of his friends one of his friends in particular like just didn't really understand this like his crush on this other guy um it just it felt really natural and very sweet and like this friend was just like really worried for him like in a really genuine way yeah it just it felt like very real felt like very like real high school stuff that happens yes and like they bring a lot of dynamics into the show which is really nice like lauren said like each person in the friend group is going through their own thing you know it's not like they're these one-dimensional people that are just like throwing advice at him periodically that's a great point yeah you know and so like that one character or friend that Lauren is talking about that is kind of more protective you can kind of start to analyze why he might be feeling that way and you don't know the whole picture but one of their other friend groups oh I should say they go to an all-boys school and there is a nearby all-girls school and one of their friends is trans and started at the all boys school and then transitioned in or transferred to the girls school. And so I think he's also going through, you know, those different chapters in friendship that you feel when you're growing up, when someone moves and you worry about losing everything, you know? Yeah. Um, Like left behind. Yeah. Oh, and there's even some friends that at the girls school, there's Mm -hmm. this lesbian couple that starts off, Kind of, I, I don't know if closeted is the right word for this, but they, they just keep their relationship private and then they decide to come out with it and they feel really liberated at first. And then one of them starts to kind of regret that decision Aww. due to like the comments that are coming, yeah. like that she's overhearing in school and social media. And uh, it's just once again, like a really realistic portrayal where she talks about it with her girlfriend. And it's like, you know, it's not like I don't think I'm a lesbian anymore it's just like I I wasn't I don't think I was ready to have the world in my business like Mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed of this but I didn't want everyone to be like have an opinion about it yeah exactly everyone has to comment on it now yeah oh it's so good (laughs) okay yeah I love that 
it was i mean it's only eight episodes i have no idea if they're coming out with another season honestly it feels like a really good standalone miniseries mm-hmm. okay um yet i would be very happy to see more um yeah. it's just so cute but yeah. i love how they're it like it really follows charlie and he's like the main character but there's so many like other little stories that they're telling along the way, which just felt very natural and not like, oh, we're cutting to yeah. this like other couple or whatever. That makes really me think this it. could be a good series that if it followed a similar format to Bridgerton, where everyone's still kind of oh, in the yeah. same universe, but each season would be focused on a different um a different character. person yeah yeah, yeah. just because like okay. th- i feel like there's so many layers to the onion of this mm-hmm. world and community and i want so much more i mean there's a lot in those eight episodes but i i feel myself wanting to be immersed in that environment definitely yeah like you said i like that all the like all of charlie's friends and the other friends like surrounding that circle feel like fully baked characters and not just like side people yeah yeah Yeah. you're like oh I wonder what your story is like I don't fully know it now but it seems like you've got like some depth to your character totally and there's even I I haven't actually finished watching this episode yet but there's like a dude who's kind of in like a bully role in a way Mm -hmm. but you know I think they also do a good job at painting this picture of not necessarily a good versus evil and I don't know if that's just watching it as an adult Mm-hmm. And having more clarity on like the nuances to people, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll we'll see when I finish the episode. But you know, they do still they have those hurdles and show like you know just like frail max. Uh, what's it? Toxic masculinity. masculinity. Yeah, yeah. And like people trying to like, uh, you know, not not in an overly mean way, but like call out some homophobia when they hear it, and then. The dude like being embarrassed and just being like, no, 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 you like misunderstood me. And it's like, mm. no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think that's really good because in high school, it, you might in your gut feel like something is weird and you just don't really know how to put it into words. And it's yeah. nice to have examples where you're like, no, this is like this wasn't just in this dude's head. He wasn't like being too sensitive. He was like being made fun of, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, highly recommend. Okay. <laughs> I might check it out. It's really good. Yeah, I think I watched Only eight it in episodes. That's an easy. evening. Yeah. 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 And yeah. all the episodes are fairly short. I had to nice. really restrain myself from just doing it all <laughs> yeah. at one time. Flying through it. Yeah. Cool. That might be my new keep me awake for a little while longer show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry, yeah. but I'm looking at the website if you just google heart supper and go to alice oseman's website they have the different graphic novels it looks so cute i might check those out <laughs> anyway oh, that would sorry. be cute are there multiples yeah. oh yeah there oh, are so maybe four. there will be more shows what i can't tell is if the different volumes are like the different episodes because maybe the story is yeah. playing out over a longer timeline or something uh, in more detail oh, you know so yeah. cute. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Oh, don't be. Jamie. I'm going <laughs> to talk about a book for the Ooh. first time in forever. And it's just very quick. We um, have a book today. A book. But Ooh. it's like completely 180 from all the cute, adorable things we've been talking about. <laughs> but it's fine. Tone it's change. a good book. 
recommend it for true crime people out there. I have had this book on my list for probably five years since I've realized I like true crime. And it's by Anne Bruel, who's the mother of true crime. I had not read any of her stuff, but I finally read, as in I listened to the audiobook for The Stranger Beside Me, mm-hmm. which is the book. So Anne Bruel is, like I said, like the mother of true crime writing. She was big in the want to say like early 80s he was like very prolific crime writer and like a crime journalist turned true crime author and she was friends with ted bundy back when he was oh i know who this is yeah okay they both worked at a crisis center together doing night shifts (laughs) yeah he was he worked at a crisis center um basically like a suicide hotline if you think of it like that they both worked the night shift the same night together in the 70s. So she knew him while he was, like, killing people. What um, and the, Yeah. It was, it's crazy. Because, obviously, like, I, I heard of Ted Bundy. I'd watched whatever Zac Efron movie came out a couple of years ago starring him about Ted Bundy. And, like, you know, I live in Seattle. Yeah. And that's where he started his serial killerness. So one of our it friends, was as an aside, one of our friends in grad school lived in one of the houses. He no, lived in. what the fuck? That's crazy. She didn't. I mean, she it's hard not she to. She wasn't he, in his bedroom, but she knows which that's bedroom. Crazy. <laughs> that's so that's creepy. Well, oh like the U Village is a small place. Like you probably know someone that like lived in one of the buildings where one of the girls was killed because he killed at least like five or six people in new village no yeah no <laughs> okay okay sorry i don't sorry. know well, we can keep it and leave it out in washington yeah yeah um no i ted bundy i've never really like i know who he is i know he could like i know some basic facts but i've never watched any documentaries or stuff because mm-hmm. i just I didn't yeah. want to. That's fair. And yeah. I kind of it's feel like, like I should to have some data behind me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can listen to this book if you okay. want to. I've listened to a during the day about a couple podcasts about him, but yeah, I like don't really want the visuals of yeah. Seattleness. Yeah, it's but yeah, very he, interesting. He held like a very normal life while yeah. also. Yeah, he was yeah, a. That's what he I was for the Republican Party by. in the state. He was going to law school. He was just like a very normal person. Like even Ann Rule for like, I think until he, so he escaped from prison twice. I think after the second time he escaped from prison in Colorado, that's when she realized like, oh, maybe he actually is guilty of all of this. Oh, um, so it's very um, interesting. Cause she, yeah, go ahead. So is the book that you're talking about stranger beside me? Is yeah, it so it's Ted, Ted Bundy. Yeah, so it's called okay. The Stranger Beside Me, The Shocking Inside Story of Serial Killer Ted Bundy. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. So it's about, <laughs> but it's also about Anne Rule and, like, her relationship with him and explaining, yeah. like, how they knew each other and how so she knew oh, him. Fuck. And a lot of people knew him as just this, like, perfect, charming gentleman who's, like, wanted better for himself, who's going to law school, who, like you know is very smart very articulate goes out with these beautiful women whatever and yeah but secretly on the side 
He oh was, my god! You know, <laughs> yeah, <a serial laughs> my killer. skin is crawling. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, am very I liked though. the audiobook. It it's yeah. not too vivid and or graphic. And when there are graphic parts, it's pretty like obvious. <laughs> So you can easily fast forward through them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was very interesting because I knew that she knew him because I had heard about this book before, but I had never really understood how much she knew him. Like they were writing letters to each other while he was in prison. He would like call her while he was in prison all the time. I just thought she like worked with him a couple years prior. I didn't realize this was like a long term like friendship. Yeah. Um, oh, that sounds really interesting. And it's interesting because you learn more about her and then her kind of coming to the terms with the fact that like this yeah, guy she knew is a serial killer and like f- having to flip that switch in her mind. And then also she was before she knew it was him back when he was killing people in Seattle, she had like I can't remember what publishing group, probably whoever ended up publishing this book mm-hmm. had like hired her to be the author on a book about these 12 women or whatever that had showed up killed. And then it turned out to be about Ted. And she was like, Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. At one point she wrote him and she's like, just so you know, like I already talked to this publishing company and I'm already hired to write this book. So if it turns out to be you, like I'm going to use some of the stuff we talked about. Is that okay? She's like, yeah, whatever. I'm innocent. It's fine. Was he in jail at that point? Yeah. But he, okay. I was he like, claimed wow. his innocence. He's never, he's always claimed his innocence. For sure. So. Yeah. It really speaks to how charismatic he is that she, yeah. like, didn't, even it took while a while. He was in jail multiple yeah. times, she didn't yeah. realize. I mean, this is just insane to me. Like, in a, like, I'm very intrigued. Uh, you know, yeah. I want to read yeah. this book now, but it's crazy to me because, you know, it sounds like a, a, friendship of some sorts I don't know how manipulative or healthy it is you know and that's not like I've you know you've I've heard that he was really charismatic and really charming but I oh I think I assume that serial killers are like really lonely in a way or really repressed in a way and so it's really interesting to hear that there was this relationship of sort I mean who knows what that felt like on his end you know but right this is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I listened yeah. to it as I was walking the puppy because she has started forcing me to take her on walks, even though it's not strictly legal yet, but we're close to of age. So I <laughs> listened to it as I like slowly walked her around and it didn't take me long to get through. The narrator's got like a very compelling voice. Hmm. And it was during the daytime, which I recommend listening during Definitely. the daytime and reminding yourself it was the 70s. So good point yeah I don't know it's so because the first half of the book he's in Washington and then he moves on to Utah Colorado and Florida but when he was in Washington it was like they would be talking about Lake Sammamish State Park and it's like I've been there so many times I know exactly the parking lot they're talking about where he would like approach people wearing a cast pretending he needed help I was like fuck like that's crazy it's crazy yeah I think yeah like you Lisa I've been reticent Reticent. Reticent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To like get into the details of him because it feels very um, close to home. Too close Mm -hmm. to home. Yeah. 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 But the little that I have learned is very fascinating. Yeah. But you know, it it reminds me of the first season of Serial because Mm -hmm. the crime that's discussed in Serial is very close to where I grew up. And so 
and yeah. I didn't know that I until that. I started it I think yeah and so then they were like oh blah 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 park and I was like wait what the fuck like what are, and, and yeah yeah and it's uh, it's really weird because obviously like it happened so long ago but there's just a very eerie feeling to oh, absolutely. you know all of this went down in areas where I've like had picnics or yeah. you know like I, I could be walking the streets Ted Bundy was walking on, you know. You it's, are. He, yeah. The, the building they worked in together somewhere in Cap Hill. I don't know where. But they were like talking. She was talking about Cap Hill. And I was like, that's where I. Ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's interesting. If you're at all interested, maybe check it out. No, that or do what I, I did and wait like five years and then check it yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I think of all the things all the things that have been written and done about him. Like, I don't know if I really want to watch a movie or a documentary about him, like I said, but it sounds interesting yeah. to read a book by someone who knew him personally. Yes. Yeah. He's tying in like personal things to it. Yeah. That's very intriguing. It's serial killers are very interesting. Like their ability to like separate their lives. It's insane. Yeah. Like, it's like severance, like in real life. <laughs> For real. The cognitive dissonance is insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you guys ever watch Mindhunter? I just started it, actually. Oh. I'm like halfway through season one. Okay. I only watched season one. I thought it was really well done, but I remember having a weird feeling towards the end of it. And it's basically like a fictional retelling or like dramatized yeah. retelling of when serial killer, the term was even before it even existed and like some of the like the first serial killer that really like put this on Mm -hmm. the map so it's really interesting but I remember I think well okay I don't want to give any spoilers it's fine you can like one of the police officers or reporter the the guy that's kind of diving into it he's interviewing this guy that I I think is a serial killer, but they like don't know what to call him. Right. And he's doing these interviews trying to understand psychologically what is happening and what would lead you to do those things. And even like the patterns. And I think towards the end of season one, he's just like, he, he gets it or something. And it's like a really weird moment where he's just like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, like I'm too deep in this. Okay. We're like, it's starting to make sense to me or something like that. You know, I don't know. I think it was really okay. well done, but I remember being like, ah, like yeah, I, I got a piece out. I like it <laughs> so far, but yeah. Yeah. What's that? What's that called? Mind, Mind Hunter. Hunter. I think that's also on Netflix. I may yes, pick that up is. again. Check it, it out. That, I know there's that a second what season. you just were talking about reminds me of there's a show I started watching and I don't remember what it's on. I'll have to do a little research, mm-hmm. but it's the... It's about the Unabomber. It must. It is probably on Netflix. I think it's I just a, saw this. Sorry, it's go about ahead. this guy that's like goes to the. He's like trying to dissect the Unabomber's like manifesto. He, yeah, he's like in mm. the FBI and he's like trying to. He like goes to his cabin anyway. He like he's like on this project for so long that he ends up like kind of getting in the mind of the Unabomber and ends up like. Oh, thinking, like understanding like the feelings towards things and i'm like i just stopped watching it it was like getting to be too much for me right (laughs) because then you start to go deep because you're in it too i believe what the unabomber is preaching (laughs) no (laughs) oh my god oh crazy like minds are crazy (laughs) 
often you like get too deep in on these things yeah but it does make (laughs) me think with like cults you know where you start off and you'll hear some like blatant lies or things that you're like "Mm, I don't know about that and kind of over time you just for uh you know whatever the reason is you kind of you just stop questioning it and you start to accept it and then you you believe it you know or you're too afraid not to believe it so long yeah yeah I think it's kind of a similar thing where like you start to, you're like, okay, to understand this, I'm just going to put myself in the reality of this person. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe this makes sense. And you're like, but that's not real. Like, that's, you know? like Yeah. You're like around any idea for too long and it starts to make sense. Like yeah. You can't, you can't like figure out what reality is anymore. Yes. It's very weird. Oh my God. Or like what your own independent beliefs are outside of whatever you're studying or I don't know yes oh my god it's (laughs) it's a whole tangent it really is I know (laughs) wow yeah there's some good stuff out there right now but I do need to balance it with some I don't need to worry about this mindlessness stuff (laughs) so I just I really want some reality stupid love tv yeah yeah Yeah. We really had our fill for a while with like Love is Blind and then the ultimatum right after it. I know. And now I'm having withdrawal. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, this has been another BYO. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) Right. We've got a lot of opinions and we don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, have a good week, everyone. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Links from today's episode can be found in the show notes on our website, whatyourreadingdude.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that piqued your interest or you want to share, email us at wrdpod at gmail.com. Maybe we'll feature you on the pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Instagram at wrdpod. Follow us and stay up to date on future episodes. Like, leave a review, tell a friend. You get the idea. Music for this podcast was created by Kalindo. Find him on Instagram at The Real Kalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you next week. <laughs>